Heavenly Father, I pray that these words I have prepared will both bless us and instruct us this day. I also pray that if anything is not of you, that it will fall away and be of no consequence. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, there's a father was saying grace before breakfast. He was thanking God for everything he had provided. As soon as he had finished the prayer, he began to grumble about the difficult things, how difficult things were. About the state of the breakfast, what an awful breakfast he was saying it was, and the way it had been cooked. His young daughter interrupted him. Daddy, do you think God heard what you said when you prayed a little while ago? Of course he did, Daddy said with a lot of confidence. And then did he hear what you said about the breakfast, she asked. I'm sure he did, the dad, the dad replied, not so confidently. Then which did he believe, the little girl said. Not that funny, but it has a message there which you'll come across later. So what naturally abounds in our lives? Gratitude or grumbling? Our thank you prayers consist with our, our life of thanksgiving. Are they there? This letter, and I'm talking today on Thessalonians, Paul's letter to Thessalonians, and in fact later on I should be in fact talking about three words basically. But at the beginning of the letter it says, we always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord, in Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's a lovely opening as he's beginning his, his letter. And it's also a lovely thank you. Now, two weeks ago, I know some of you know of Crowhurst Christian Healing Centre. In fact, some of you have been, I'm sure. Um, they have every year a Thanksgiving Day where it's, it exists really, it's a time for where they get all this staff in and the helpers and there's prayer partners that come in as well and anyone who actually has connections with Crowhurst. And they gather together on the Saturday morning and have a lovely service, praise, worship, and they have communion. And also people are able to give money if they wish. But it's particular day that it's there to thank, thank God for his provision over the last year. And during the morning there was a, some mention of an old term I'd heard long ago called which, which was attitude of gratitude. And, and I thought, this struck me, what is attitude of gratitude? Coupled with the fact that I have to say, I, when I come here to talk, I'm, I never actually am told where to talk about, but the Lord always somehow tells me what to do. And when I was there, I thought, when I go across to Hurstmanshoe, I'm going to talk about thankfulness. And blow me down, I walk in tonight, this morning and, and I'm suddenly told that's the theme of the first service so 
The Lord always does it, and I'm so praised. <laughs> Thank you for it. So if we go, we're talking about attitude of gratitude. Well, what is it? So it's a building up of the way of living that embraces a style of gratitude for everything, everything that God gives us. And thanking God continually and at all times throughout our lives. That is what developing an attitude of gratitude is. Now if we think about when we pray, how much do we petition the Lord in our prayers? How much do we ask for this thing or that thing and tell him what we need? And then forget the thank you element. I think this is probably something with a lot of us. So I'm looking today at two verses in Thessalonians 5, verses 17 to 18. And it just says, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. So pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. And if you think about it, this instruction is really quite daunting. The practice of continual prayer all the time is really something we can talk about another day because that's an entire <laughs> subject in its own right. But the instruction to give thanks in all circumstances is what really I'm looking at today. Now this week, it's been lovely. We've had really lovely weather and thank you Lord for that. Would you like to just shut your eyes for a moment, just for a few minutes, a few seconds really. And just picture in our minds a lovely summer's day like we've had this week. Up on the South Downs, the sky is blue, the sun, you can feel it, it's beating down, lovely and warm. You've got summer clothes on, sun hat. Maybe you've got the dog with you, if you've got one, and the birds are singing. And then you smell the fresh air, and you, you can look out on the distant sea views. See the beautiful wildflowers around you. Smell their scent. We've got a rug laid out on the grass, with some chairs also. And we are eating a magnificent picnic that we brought with us. What a lovely picture. All is very well with the world. You think, isn't God's creation marvellous? How clever he is to design this. It's so easy then to yell out to the Lord, thank you for all this. Thank you for the beauty of your creation. Thank you, Lord, that we are happy and joyful and we are having a really lovely day out. It's not difficult because we really do feel this sense of thanks. It has touched our heart the very centre of us. And yes, this thank you is perfectly fine, and God is obviously pleased by our thanks. You can open your eyes now if you want. <laughs> in these few words written in Thessalonians, this maybe is not exactly what Paul is talking about. Paul is not saying that this type of thankfulness is wrong. 
But our thankfulness cannot and should not be mainly based on our feelings or the circumstances that we find ourselves in. If we base ourselves on thanks, our thanks just on circumstances, there's going to be ultimately disappointment. Thanksgiving prayers actually are the lovely kinds of prayers that we so often forget to pray. Thinking about it, the idea of our life being in a permanent state of perpetual thanksgiving prayer would on the face of it seem to be impossible. Our thankfulness must properly be based on the total goodness and mercy of God. This thankfulness, just like our experience on the South Downs, must come from our inside, the state that our hearts are in, from us, right inside us. This thankfulness has, com has to completely override our successes. It has to override our failures or events that overshadow our lives. It even has to override the periods of tremendous sorrow that comes to many of us at some time during our life here on earth. These sort of sorrow events knock us and we can easily make us feel that we cannot exactly trust God with everything in our lives. We can so easily begin to forget that he is present and with us everywhere. This passage about thanks that Paul wrote in Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances, is therefore clearly not just at our current circumstances, but really looking at a much broader picture of God and his doings. Our thanks need to be all-embracing, not just affected by our ex existent external feelings. We need to remember that our thanks must be directed to God overall, to God's overall provision and the things Jesus did when he was here entirely for our salvation. I mean, he was sent down for us. Regardless of our personal circumstances, we must implicitly trust God and our relationship with him. Regular prayer, of course, will improve that. It helps to build this relationship. We must trust that he's always present. And I've spoken to this before. You know, he, I love to think the Celtic way that God's in front of you, he's either side of you, he's behind you, he's above you, and he's below you. So whatever way you point, God's there. And it's lovely to think like that. He's there. He's always present. We must, we must trust totally on his love, which is steadfast. And we know, again, it's totally unchanging. It's steadfast, it's there forever, for all of us, unchanging, regardless of whatever is happening in the world. And if we do this and take this stance, we can see more easily how thanks can become continual. An attitude of continual gratitude. Psalm 100 is, is a well-known thank you psalm. And it's one of the most embracing, very worshipful psalms. Short but with immense powerful content and covers all we are asked to do. 
I'll read it to you, so I think it's just lovely. You all know it. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs, which we do this morning. Know the Lord is God. He is. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Which again, we know it's there all the time. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This psalm gives all the reasons why we should thank God. Thank you, Lord. It is only God that we thank. We must thank him for all things, as Paul wrote in Ephesians 5. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Music, lovely. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is working in us all the time. And we should be overflowing with thanks for all these things God has done for us through Jesus Christ, his goodness and his mercy. Jesus, we have to be thankful because of him. His time on earth, his death on the cross and his resurrection. Jesus has saved us. We are saved by his grace. His grace is greater than our sin. He takes away our sins and washes us clean. Praise God. So we've been graciously saved for a purpose. We do not have to fight a lone battle. God is with us all the time. We have a life of perpetual provision by our Lord. We are taught that our lives are not about getting more or being greater or having more pleasure or success. We need to be holy. Jesus was, and he was all those things also. He was obedient and he suffered. And we must be thankful for that. Being thankful and saying thank you to God should always occupy a prominent position in our prayers, not an add-on. We must always remember that being a positive and thankful person will always be noticed. And it's actually a great Christian witness in this dark world if we are positive and thankful and seem to be. God blesses us to shine when we're thankful. As Christians, our behaviour shines for the Lord when we are thankful, when we live it, and express it. Now, we had it today. The verses of this well-known song are very powerful if you listen to them, and we sang it earlier. They embrace entirely what Paul was speaking about concerning thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. So it comes from within, our whole person. It comes from us, it comes from our heart, which is grateful. Give thanks to the Holy One. And give thanks because he'd given Christ, Jesus Christ, his son, and everything that he did for us. 
And now let the weak say I'm strong and let the poor say I'm rich because of what the Lord has done for us. So instead of looking at the negatives in our lives and grumbling and complaining like the father with his breakfast, we must look for the positives and give all the thanks to our Lord God. So shall we pray? O oh God, please forgive the smallness of these our prayers. Please forgive our lack of thanks at times. When we pray, please do not listen only to our words, but to the yearning of our hearts. We cannot put into words our gratitude for all you have done for us. So have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. You are the potter. We are the clay. Will you mould us and make us after your will while we are waiting here, yielding and still. In the name of our Saviour Jesus. Amen.